Before we jump into the text, let's pray together. God, we thank you so much for the opportunity to gather together. Thank you for this body, this family that we can come and meet with to worship you, to remember Jesus' sacrifice on the cross, to hear about ministries that are happening around the world, and to learn from your word. Thank you for each and every one that is hearing this message today, including myself. Help us to have ears to ears, ready to listen, ready to pay attention, and ready to change if we need to change. We also at this time think of those who are ill, those who are recovering from operations, Be with Luke today. Just continue to be with him and heal his throat. Thank you for Randy Russell's improvement. He's pulling himself and standing up now. That is such an amen. We praise you for that. We also think of Charlie Anderson that had a back operation. I pray that you would continue to give him good recovery. And thank you for, again, the message of hope in Jesus. Help us to look to Him, the author and perfecter of faith. And it's in His wonderful name we pray. Amen. The Gospel according to Mark. I was talking to Cody earlier, and he said, we're almost done with it. And I was like, yeah, we're getting there. And I told him, I, I said, the Mark series is going to take 42 weeks. And we have four left today and then three more to go. And I forgot to mention earlier, next week Jody will be bringing the crucifixion part of Mark. So, 42 weeks. We're almost done. Who's been with us the whole time? Anybody want to raise their hand? to be if you've, been, if you've listened to every message, let me know. Yeah, if you've listened or been here for every message, I have so far. No. But we come to chapter 15, and it's right after. Remember, last week we talked about Peter, and it's just after that he broke down and wept. That's what we're leaving at. And then now Jesus is brought before the chief priests and the elders, and they bring him to Pilate. And we're going to learn about wonder. And you're going to be like, why? how did Keith get wonder from this passage? You'll find out. But wonder. And it just so happened I was preparing this message and I was reading a book called Wonder by R.J. Palacio. I think that's how you say it. But has anybody read this book? Great book. And we watched the movie on Family Movie Night on Friday. It's a good movie if you haven't seen it, too. They do a really good job of portraying the book. But at the end of the book, this is how it ends. And I didn't mark the page. My son's reading it, and I didn't want to lose his page. But the end, 
If I get it wrong, sorry, R.J. Palacio. But the end of the book, the mom says to the son, Augie, she says to him, you are a wonder. You are a wonder to her child. I recommend this book. It's really good. It's a really good story. Wonder. And then I was like, there's another book on my shelf. I got to reread. So I started rereading that book and it's called Recapturing the Wonder by Mike Cosper. He writes about, we live in a disenchanted world and we may miss some things if we don't try to go deeper into the world around us to get to know God better, to get to know Jesus better. He wants people to recapture the wonder of this world. Wonder. And then I was sitting at my desk and I was like, I have to write something. So this is entitled, Wonder. I wonder what will happen later today. I wonder what the day will be like tomorrow. I wonder if the weather will be like what the meteorologist said it would be like. I wonder if the grocery store will be busy when I go into shop. I wonder how the team will play today. I wonder how the show will go today. I wonder what heaven will be like. I wonder about the course of life. I wonder, you wonder, we wonder about many things. Let's explore wonder today. Wonder. It's such a wonderful word. And we're going to explore that today from this passage about Jesus going before Pilate. Look at the title there, and this is the outline we're going to be covering today. You have, Are you the King of the Jews? That's verses 1 through 5. What shall I do then with the one you call the King of the Jews? That's the second part. And then hail king of the Jews. That's at the end. We're going to explore wonder from this passage. And look at the first part of there. Very early in the morning, so the chief priests, the elders, the teachers of the law, and the whole Sanhedrin, they're kind of getting together and they're making these plans. So they bound Jesus, led him away, and handed him over to Pilate. And then Pilate asked, Our first question, are you the king of the Jews? And what does Jesus respond? You said it. You said so. And then he's accused of many things by the chief priests. And so again, Pilate asks, aren't you going to answer? See how many things they are accusing you of. And what does Jesus do this time? He makes no reply. He's silent. And Pilate was amazed. This is what David Guzik writes in his commentary. Pilate would have to take Jesus seriously as a potential political threat because there could be no king except Caesar. And Pilate was Caesar's representative. So they're coming to Pilate, giving Jesus over because king of the Jews... And in that time, who's the only king? Caesar. He's the one in charge. So Pilate has to take it seriously because he's accused of these things. And then so Pilate asks, are you the king of the Jews? You've said it. And then he asks again, aren't you going to answer? But he's silent. And then Pilate was amazed. The Greek word for amazed is 
thaumatso. And it is in the verb tense, and this is what it means, and you'll see the title of my message from this. To wonder. Wonder at, marvel. That's the meaning of the word amazed in the Greek language. Pilate is amazed. Pilate is wondering. He's marveling at what is happening. Now, I had to look up wonder in the English dictionary. And it's three parts of speech. There is a noun, it's a verb, and it's an adjective. So I'm going to take these three definitions and bring them back later for our takeaways of the day. But here they are. As a noun, wonder means the quality of exciting, amazed admiration. As a verb, wonder means to be curious about. And an adjective, it means exciting amazement or admiration. So those three definitions, I'm going to take away something from this passage for us today. That's going to be later on. But are you the king of the Jews? Makes no reply. You said it, Pilate. And then he makes no reply and Pilate's amazed. He's wondering what is going on. Who is this Jesus? That's what he's wondering And I could only sense the verb tense there in the English language as a verb to be curious about. I just wonder what Pilate's thinking. Who is this Jesus? Who is he really? He's not answering. These accusations are being made, but he's not even answering anything. He's wondering about Jesus. And then you have the second part. What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? So, the custom is to release a prisoner during this festival time. And then there was a man called Barabbas. He's in prison. He's a murderer. And then the crowd came up. Look at verse 8. That's an interesting thing. The crowd came up and asked Pilate to do for them what he usually did. So they know he usually does this. And then Pilate in verse 9. Do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? Yes, we're in the gospel according to Mark, but yes, I had to go to a different gospel this time. Because look what Matthew says, and I think it is interesting. Matthew's gospel, he writes this. Pilate asked the crowd, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus who is called Messiah? Did you catch that? In in Matthew's Gospel, it says, which one do you want me to release to you? Jesus Barabbas or Jesus the Messiah? Barabbas' name is Jesus Barabbas. Is that interesting? And now look at the Gospel according to Mark. First of all, Barabbas means son of a father or master. And Jesus means Jehovah is salvation, and we know that Jesus is the Son of God. The Father, right? So, look, now go back to Matthew, or Mark's Gospel. So, have that Matthew in mind here. Do you want me to release Jesus Barabbas, or Jesus who is called the Messiah? And look at what he says in Mark. Do you want me to release to you the King of the Jews? What do you think the crowd might be saying if... Pilate asked, who do you want me to release? What do you think they're saying? According to Matthew's Gospel now. Release Jesus! Now there's two. 
with the name Jesus. Is that interesting? Pilate thinks because they brought Jesus, the one who's called Messiah, the king of the Jews, he thinks they're talking about him. Because he's innocent, he has no guilt. So do you want me to release this, the king of the Jews? But that's interesting. You have a, listen to this, you have a false son of a father in Barabbas. But then you have the true son of the father Is that interesting? The details are just... If you read Scripture carefully, these connections are sometimes eye-opening and they make sense because do you want me to release to you King of the Jews? Yeah, you're calling Jesus. You want to release Jesus. Okay. Okay. So the crowd's probably saying, Jesus, release Jesus, but he doesn't hear like Barabbas or at the end. And Pilate knew this. Look at this. Pilate knew, verse 10, knowing it was out of self-interest that the chief priest had handed Jesus over to him. But the chief priest stirred up the crowd to have Pilate release Barabbas. So they handed over Jesus out of self-interest. This Greek word is for envy. Prompted by envy. They're jealous of Jesus. They're envious of Jesus. Prompted means to move to action by envy, and this is envy, to feel painful or resentful awareness of an advantage enjoyed by another, joined with the desire to possess the same advantage, toward or on account of. So they're prompted by envy on account of Jesus. They're like, we're envious of Jesus. We want him dead. We want his place. We want him gone. Okay? Out of self-interest, out of envy. And then the chief priest stirs up the crowd. What are they doing? They're stirring up the crowd to do what? Release Barabbas, the murderer. One one, uh, commentator said it's equivalent to a terrorist. I was like, okay, whoa. Because we know that context in recent history. That was like 20 years ago, though. But they're stirring up the crowd, okay, to release Barabbas. And then Pilate asks our question, right? What shall I do then with the one you call the king of the Jews? And what do they shout? What do they shout? Crucify him. Now, If you're with us in the gospel according to Mark, this is just, and through like studying it over, like before I even became a minister, like in seminary and Bible college, you kind of, kind of try to piece together passages. But remember in chapter 11, the crowd welcoming Jesus into the, into Jerusalem, what were they screaming? Hosanna. Now some, I'll say most. Preachers, commentators, they'll say it's the same crowd. But then I was studying it, and then some commentators said it's a different crowd. This crowd, they said, most commentators said this crowd, it was planted by the chief priests, elders, teachers of the law. And I was like, huh. It's a planted kind of rally, protest. 
accusation. We don't see that today, do we? Planted, like we're going to go plant people right here to accuse people, to protest. And that helped me realize it's not the same crowd necessarily as they're welcoming Jesus in. It's a totally new crowd that's being stirred up by these teachers of the law, the chief priests. And it's very early in the morning, you notice that? They, don't, they didn't do trials early in the morning usually. That should give us a wake-up call too. But they were saying, crucify Him, crucify Him. Even louder, you know. And then Pilate, you know, he wants to be on the good side of people, right? As a governor, he says, the, the writer of Mark, Mark says, wanting to satisfy the crowd. Pilate released Barabbas to them. He had Jesus flogged and handed him over to be crucified. He did what the people wanted because he wanted to be on the good side of the people. And something else interesting, in the Gospel of John, his wife had a dream about Jesus and told Pilate through some, a messenger that this man Jesus, I had a bad dream about him, he's... You better not do anything to him. But he still did. So he hands him over to be crucified. And then you get verses 16 through 20. So he's handed over. The soldiers led him away. And they do all these kingly things in a mockery fashion. They put a purple robe on him. They twisted a crown of thorns. They began to call out, Hail, King of the Jews! They struck him on the head. They spit on him. Falling on their knees, they paid homage to him. This is... He's a king of the Jews, right? He's the king of the Jews, and they're making a mockery scene out of this king of the Jews, Jesus. And remember, this is what I wrote down. You can disagree with me or agree with me. But Barabbas gets released, correct? Barabbas is released from prison. I don't know how long he was in there. Barabbas is released, and this is what I said, and I can only imagine that Barabbas sticks around to see what will happen to this man, Jesus, the King of the Jews. And after all the mockery and beatings and suffering, Jesus is led out to be crucified. I can only imagine that Barabbas sticks around and watches this scene. And then I read David Guzik's commentary again, and he writes this, and I was like, oh, He says this, If anyone was able to say, Jesus died for me, it was Barabbas. He knew what it was to have Jesus die on his behalf, the innocent in the place of the guilty. Barabbas watches Jesus, the innocent one, get handed over to be crucified, and he gets released, and I can only imagine him just saying, Wow, what is going on? Why was I released and this innocent man, Jesus, is not? 
if anyone was able to say, Jesus died for me, it was Barabbas. Jesus died for you and me. Wow. So you have those three sections. Are you the king of the Jews? What shall I do then with the one you call king of the Jews and hail king of the Jews? What can we take away from wonder? What do we know about wonder from this passage? Our three takeaways today. Number one, I want you to do this. Possess the quality of exciting, amazed admiration for Jesus. In Philippians chapter 1, it says this, I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it, was, it has become clear throughout the whole palace guard and to everyone else that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. And remember the prompted by envy that these chief priests were handing Jesus over. Look what Paul writes. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I am in chains. So Paul says, some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. There's two preaching about Christ. There's two people doing this. But look what Paul says in verse 18. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Yes, and I will continue to rejoice. Christ is preached. That's the most important thing. If Christ, the true Savior of the world, the good news about Jesus Christ, the Messiah, if Christ is preached, Paul is like, I'm excited about that. Even if it's out of envy or rivalry. So possess the quality of exciting, amazed admiration for Jesus. I hope I'm, every Sunday, I hope I have that. And I hope you have it too. We're excited for Jesus. And we have admiration for Jesus. And number two, I want you to be curious about Jesus. And what do I mean by that? Read the Bible. <laughs> Get to know who Jesus is. Gather together with believers. Talk about Jesus. Learn from the Gospels. Learn from Acts. Learn from the New Testament letters. Learn from the Old Testament because look what this says, Isaiah chapter 52 and 53. If you know that, it's talking about a suffering servant which is ultimately we believe talking about Christ. Suffering for, on our behalf. But look at some of the things it says. My servant will act wisely. He will be raised and lifted up and highly exalted. Just as there were many who were appalled at him, his appearance was so disfigured beyond that of any human being. What just went on in our passage in Mark? 
They were beating Him. They were mocking Him. They were striking Him on the head, spitting on Him. A crown of thorns on His head. And His form marred beyond human likeness. So He will sprinkle many nations and kings will shut their mouths because of Him. And then you keep reading on. He grew up before Him like a tender shoot, like a root out of dry ground. He had no beauty or majesty to attract us to Him. Nothing in His appearance that we should desire Him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. A man of suffering, familiar with pain. Like one from whom people hide their faces, He was despised and we held Him in low esteem. Surely He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. But He was pierced for our transgressions, crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him. By His wounds we are healed. Jesus. Be curious about Jesus. Get to know Jesus through the Bible, through God's Word. Through talking to other people about Jesus. Get to know Him. Be curious about Him. I'm thinking of my kids and all kids. Young and old. I'm like that Christmas song from 1 to 92. Sorry if you're over 92. (laughs) Be curious about Jesus. Wonder about Jesus. Talk with people about wonder. Because if you read this carefully, you study it carefully, I catch things, I'm like, it's been in there for 37 years of my life and I haven't noticed that before. Get to know Jesus. Be curious about Jesus. And number three, sing and proclaim exciting amazement or admiration about Jesus. This is a song called Wonderful, Merciful Savior. I'm not going to sing it. I should, but I forget the tune a little bit. It says, Wonderful, Merciful Savior. Precious Redeemer and Friend, who would have thought that a lamb could rescue the souls of men? Oh, you rescue the souls of men. Counselor, Comforter, Keeper, Spirit we long to embrace. You offer hope when our hearts have hopelessly lost our way. Oh, we've hopelessly lost the way. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. Almighty, infinite Father, faithfully loving Your own, here in our weakness You find us. Falling before Your throne. Oh, we're falling before Your throne. You are the one that we praise. You are the one we adore. You give the healing and grace our hearts always hunger for. Oh, our hearts always hunger for. Sing. Proclaim. Exciting amazement and admiration about Jesus. Do you? These takeaways may seem easy, but sometimes we don't even think about them. Have a possession of the quality of exciting, amazed admiration for Jesus. Be curious about Jesus. And I believe Pilate was curious. I believe that. He's like, oh, this Jesus, there's something about him. 
sing and proclaim exciting amazement or admiration about Jesus. And when that means sing and proclaim, that means actually sing it out. Tell people about it, about Jesus, the one we wonder about, the one we adore, the one we hunger for. The gospel according to Mark has been a journey so far, and we're going to continue in it for three more weeks. But wonder, wonder, wonder. I love that word. If you're curious about Jesus, you're like, ah, I know He's the Savior. I want to make that decision today. Repent, believe Jesus, confess Him as Lord, be baptized for the forgiveness of sins, and receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. You can do that today. It would be the best decision of your life. It's a hard one, yes. But it's the most important one, I believe, in life. If you, wanna, if you don't have a church family and you want to join this one, you can. I know we're a crazy family, but we'd love to have you. And then if you just need prayer, I'll be up here. Any decision you need to make, let's do it today. Wonder. Just think about that word this week. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for the gospel according to Mark. I pray that we would be thinking about Jesus and knowing that Jesus came to die for the sins of the world. And again, we just say, thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.